Hello, everyone. Thanks Joe, for- don't forget about our banter. <laughs> Every, everybody likes our banter. Yes, banter. Uh, <laughs> you the- can do it. You can do it. I can do it. You can, can do, do it. it. Uh, thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. From news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it sure seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all of the information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process about these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hey, Jeff, banter, banter, banter. (laughs) (laughs) I think one of my favorite things every week is interrupting your introduction. It's pretty fantastic. I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm glad that we can do that together. (laughs) Uh, It does. It adds a little flavor. Uh, It's just fun to throw you off your game. Joe, Joe, if you're our listeners, Joe is one of the most intelligent people I've ever met in my life. And anytime you can throw him off of his game, it it should bring you a special joy because it's hard to do, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. It's Especially fun. if you could just leave him speechless like I'm doing right now. Yeah, it's good. I, I love, uh, one of my favorite things to do in my brain is make associations. So I love to like, you know, think of what someone just said and it reminds me of this movie quote or somebody just said, and it reminds me of a metaphor. Like I love metaphors. If you know me at all, like I'd love to figure that out. So whenever that association doesn't click, I'm left speechless. Yeah. Like you just said a thing. Uh, I got nothing, you know, like, <laughs> and so it does. It leaves me silent. Uh, it's good. Well, Jeff, we got uh, a little bit of a unique episode today. Uh, we had some listeners, different listeners, submit some different questions, and in their own way, they're a little bit related. Um, okay. They're they're a little bit along the lines of um, why doesn't the church do blank? And in this case specifically. Uh, they are referring to Grace Church, and and what I'm gathering from the tone in these questions, none of them are like, "How dare you not do this?" They're mm. like truly curious, yeah. Um, and especially depending upon someone's background, this might these might be things that are very normal to them, and then they show up to Grace. Maybe they like what we're doing, what what's up, see the fruit of what God's doing at Grace Church, but are like, "Wait a minute, why don't you do these things that I'm very very used to?" Yeah. And so we'll start with the first question here, and this one's actually the longest written, but I love the context, so we're gonna go ahead and. Write it out. Uh, so why do why does Grace Church? Um, hang on, sorry. Why <laughs> <laughs> threw myself your, off that time? How's your reading skills going? Yeah, not good. Well, <laughs> so here's another thing that I do sometimes. Uh, sometimes in real time, I'll reword a question so that it makes more sense for our listeners. Yeah. And that one uh, caught me off guard. Like the next <laughs> words like didn't work in my slight reword. So I'm just going to read this one straight. Joe's had a long day, everybody. He's, have, been, he's been working hard. Yeah, this he, is uh, it's not mixed messages. This is the first one we've recorded today, but this is my fourth recorded podcast in order today. Wow. And so, uh, and I'm loving, I can't wait. So if you don't know... Uh, we're actually, by the time this recording comes out, we have just released uh, a podcast called Led to Lead. Uh, we've building up some, been building up some episodes over the last couple of months. And so if you're in leadership of any kind, if you see yourself as a leader in the home, in your workplace, in your community, and in ministry, it's going to be a great resource. And I got to interview three different people today uh, for that. They were fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Like, I, I'm really excited for, for people to hear about that. Um, okay. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Uh, There's no way that Bob Ball is having a good run right now with us 
so out of sync. I love, uh, I was just talking with another one of our listeners, and they said, uh, I feel so called out whenever you mention if you're running. Uh, like, stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, okay, why do Grace Churches take communion several times a year through a special service and not necessarily weekly or monthly within the normal weekend service? Mm-hmm. I understand the importance of the threefold part. That's a way that we do it here at Grace. Uh, but is it that the only way the sacrament of communion should be engaged with? I've I've looked at our Caris Fellowship Statement of Faith and Beliefs, which is the family of churches we belong to, and couldn't find anything about this aside from the fact that threefold communion is in the section on communion. Every Grace Church I've understood or researched is like this. Can you help explain the reasoning behind it? Yeah, the, the reasoning is very pragmatic. We don't want it to become stale or ritualistic, um, and have you become numb to it. So I, uh, the way that we view communion here at Grace Church is we view it as sacred, and uh, we view it as one of, the, one of the most important things that a Christ follower does. And so um, I know that not everybody who listens to mixed messages is a follower of Jesus. Uh, so one of the things that, that the Bible teaches us about communion is that it's specifically for followers of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and that it's meant to be meaningful, it's meant to be reflective, it's meant to cause us to think about Jesus' death until he returns, yeah. uh, is what the Scripture says. So we practice, uh, the, the technical name for it is threefold communion, All how I usually describe it, it's just an ancient uh, form of communion, mm-hmm. uh, where we reenact the whole upper room. So we actually do kneel down and wash each other's feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people have never done that in communion, right. uh, but we do that. Jesus did that, and he was in that. He was teaching us about his ongoing sanctification or his ongoing forgiveness of sin. So just like we would wash our hands several times a day. In the ancient world, you would wash feet several times a day. So not only did Jesus die for our sins and forgive our sins, mm-hmm. he is forgiving our sins yeah. and, and does that on a regular basis. So that reminds us of that. That's the washing of feet. And then we practice what we call the love feast. And so the Bible uh, tells us that in the future, there's something called the marriage supper of the Lamb in which we will celebrate together being in heaven because Mm -hmm. of what Jesus did for us. Mm -hmm. And so uh, all the communions in the Bible had meals around them, and there's some practical reasons and then some symbolic reasons, but we will uh, have—sometimes we'll have a full meal, like a potluck, and then sometimes it's symbolic, but we gather and we talk about the goodness of God and the hope of heaven, why why the— why the Christ followers are together. And then we would also practice what more people are familiar with if you grew up in religious circles, is we take the bread and we take the cup. Now, we believe that the bread is symbolic Mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. broken body of Jesus, and we believe that the cup is symbolic of the blood of Christ. So um, in the upper room, that's what Jesus did. He dipped the bread and the wine, and he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Um, we do not believe that becomes the literal blood mm-hmm. and body of Christ. Jesus did not have the disciples take a bite of him, and he did not like cut his hand and have them drink the blood. Mm-hmm. He gave them a symbol of his broken body, which is the blood, 
and his shed blood, uh, which is the bread, as I mm-hmm. meant to say, and his shed blood, which is the, the we use juice. Mm-hmm. We're, I think you can use wine too. We're sensitive to our recovery community. Right. So we use juice. Um, so we practice all of that. And the, the reason to answer our listeners' questions, the, the reason that we do that um, three, four times a year We'll mix it with like a worship concert. We just want it to be a meaningful, highly reflective time. Mm-hmm. And so three, four times a year. Now, that's actually not the only time we take communion as a church. Mm-hmm. That's the only time we take communion collectively mm-hmm. as a church. It is very common for life groups to do communion, for uh, uh, men's, women's, youth, young adult retreats to do communion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've even done communion with our pastors on a pastor's retreat. So we actually practice communion in smaller venues a whole bunch. Uh, Grace is a very large church when we're we're all trying to be in the room at one time. So hopefully you experience Grace as a smaller church that loves you and people know you. But remember, we have six services every weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so generally what happens is people get tied into their specific service with their friends, which is perfect. Yep. It's absolutely, but when we're like, let's all be in the building at once, <laughs> it's, it's a logistical thing. And that's why those let's all be in the building at one time and do communion is done a few times a year. That's really, really helpful. <laughs> Excuse me. And then even, like you said, even uh, all together at once is a thing because... Like uh, the week that leads up to Easter, we often hold four or five communion services yes. for that exact same re- reason. That's right. Uh, so it's hard to get everybody in at once. Now, we don't... Grace Church here in Akron, Grace Church of Greater Akron, our eight campuses, we do not believe that threefold communion is the only form of communion. Sure, yep. Um, so there are times that that we will offer and we would be supportive of other churches that just offered the bread and the cup. We do believe the bread and the cup is symbolic. Mm-hmm. So that is a biblical conviction of ours. Um, so I don't believe as the pastor uh, or like a priest needs to pray over the sacraments and change it mm-hmm. to the actual body, the actual blood of Jesus, that, that miracle that mm-hmm. they would claim. So we do not believe that. So we, we do believe like that there's many great churches that teach God's word and love Jesus faithfully that and they only do the bread and the cup. Mm-hmm. We believe that our preference and maybe the clearest presentation of communion is that ancient form. Mm-hmm. That's how the early church did communion. Mm-hmm. We don't think if you don't wash feet and you don't have a love feast that you're in sin. Right. Yeah. So the 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 broken body the symbolism of the bread, the shed blood of Jesus, the remembering his death till he comes back, and the functioning in unity together as a believer, making sure that there's no broken relationships, uh, making sure that we're not willfully or blatantly in sin. And then that com- and then that communion time is for Christ followers, which to answer part of the question is why we don't offer it in our main services. Mm -hmm. So our main services are what we call public Jesus meetings. So we want the community to come, and we want them to... to, In fact, we prefer them. Mm -hmm. I just shot a video 
uh, here a little bit ago asking people to move from the 11 o'clock Sunday service and go on Saturday so that our community could find seats. Well, we're very aware that there's many non-believers that would come to that public Jesus meeting. It would be the wrong place to offer communion. Mm-hmm. So we do it in places where we know the church, the, the spiritual entity the church has gathered, because communion is specifically for believers. And if you've ever come to communion service here at Grace, we will even say a communion is specifically for believers. If you're not a believer, you are welcome to be in this room. You are welcome to sing, and you are welcome to watch. But the Jesus and the apostles said, do not participate mm-hmm. if you're not a believer. So we'll actually say that at communion. Um, but that's why we don't do it. I know that some churches have the tradition of like every Sunday they do communion. That's why grace doesn't do that. We would sure. we would think of that differently. That's really, really helpful. Um, so our second question um, stems out of another thing that can be uh, very common in certain church traditions. In Matthew 6, uh, Jesus is asked, teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. And then he recites what is now pretty commonly known as the Lord's Prayer. Uh, why don't why don't we at Grace recite that regularly at the end of a service or at the end of our prayers? Um, for a couple reasons. One, we don't want to become numb to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we we don't we don't do many things like that where mm-hmm. you can kind of do it and you're not really thinking about what you're doing. The second reason is is that. Grace Church holds to a tradition in which we say we are non-creedal. So we uh, don't—the same reason we don't uh, recite the Apostles' Creed. Um, It's not that it's wrong. It's that we believe that the Word of God, the Bible, is the ultimate standard of what we should teach, practice, and do. Mm Mm-hmm. So we don't believe that a creed or a theology or a doctrine would ever trump the Word of God. Yeah. So we're we're what's called non-creedal. So uh, specifically to the Lord's Prayer, um, it's interesting. the The Lord's Prayer in the Bible is actually different than the Lord's Prayer that most people know. Yeah. Because the Lord's Prayer that most people would recite or be used to reciting is creedal. Mm-hmm. The Lord's Prayer in the Bible is different. Mm-hmm. So um, so I would say this. I would say I do recite the Lord's Prayer at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I At many times at a graveside, I have recited the Lord's Prayer. I would not think it was wrong to recite the biblical record of the Lord's Prayer at all. Um, <clears throat> so I don't, I don't want people to think I'm a... <clears throat> that we're opposed to that, excuse me. Um, but the reason we don't do it over and over again is because you quit thinking about it and it and it becomes a creed mm-hmm. then where you can say that creed but not really know the Lord that's associated with it. Yeah. Um, so that's why. this. The third reason is this. When Jesus gave the Lord's Prayer, he wasn't teaching the disciples what to say. Right. He was teaching them how to pray. So the Lord's Prayer is not a commandment, it's an example. Mm. And it's, it's it's an example of where our heart should be, it's an example of how we should be amplifying God, it's an example of the things that we should pray for. But Jesus didn't play, pray the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. Mary didn't pray the Lord's Prayer. 
Um, there's many, many prayers in the Scripture, and they are never a repetition of the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. So you just have to remember that, that, that it's Jesus teaching us how to pray, not what to pray, and it's fine to pray it. it it's, right. it's not like you're sinning, but like the question was, why don't we? And, and those are the reasons why we don't do that. Yeah, Jesus also taught when it came to prayer, like, don't don't just use repetitive words. Right. Um, but instead, like, he taught us posture in the Lord's Prayer. He taught us about um, reflecting on who you're actually speaking to, uh, who you are, what your needs are. Like, there's lots... That's, that's the beauty of it. I've... Um, there was a time in my life when the Lord's Prayer was a part of my repetition, and it it did. It just became a thing, um, almost like saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, and then uh, I remember a couple times I heard it taught on, and it like reawakened me to the yeah. power of what Jesus was trying to get across. And that um, that's when my personal conviction actually slowed. I'm like, I don't need to repeat this all the time. I want to make sure that I hold those postures with Jesus. So, yeah, I think I think that's an important part of this conversation. It, we're we would be very pro the Lord's prayer. Right, absolutely. So don't absolutely. hear don't hear that wrong. The question was about the repetition of it. Mm-hmm. Jesus specifically said, "Don't pray in repetitive ways," and he also said, "Don't pray for other people to hear you." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I do believe we can pray in unison sincerely. Mm-hmm. I also believe that we can shoot off a prayer not think about it, not mean it, and it's just what we need to do because we're about ready to eat, mm-hmm. right? And so those are the things where Jesus is like, don't do not do those things. But, like, let's pray before we eat. That's a great thing. Just, like, actually pray, Yeah, you know, kind of a thing. And that's what happens and why the Bible warns against the repetitive part of that is you, you kind of quit thinking about it. But it's in God's Word. It's the words of Jesus reading a book about the powerful meaning behind it, studying what Jesus actually said, only awesome to do mm-hmm. to do all that. Great. Well, our third question uh, this episode is a little bit different, um, but this one asks, why don't we have crosses or other key symbols all around our facilities? Well, couple of things I would say that. One is we do have crosses. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to look for them. Mm-hmm. But uh, next time you're in an auditorium, look around, and you'll actually see crosses all over the place <laughs> with it. Um, and then uh, we also will put out crosses at given times. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Part of it is so that we, again, uh, don't become numb to what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we do have imagery, and we have beauty, and we have Christ-centered imagery throughout our buildings. We just tend to do things in a subtle way. Mm-hmm. Some of the, So that's one thing, just remember. <clears throat> the reason that we don't have a lot of things that a lot of churches have is because we don't believe in sacred images. Mm. So we're not going to have a statue of Mary. We're not going to have... Uh, a picture of the Last Supper. We're not. We're not going to pray to those things, or allow them to uh, have communicate a dominance. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have an auditorium full of icons of the apostles and the the rest. Um, and that's because we believe that that is idolatry. Mm-hmm. That it's idolatry to worship a symbol uh, or to worship a. Um, uh, something that a sacredness has been conveyed to. Mm-hmm. 
So we don't have those things uh, around because that's we would say it's Christ and Christ alone. And um, I, I had a friend one time say to me, he said, he sent me down. He said, can you tell me, he goes, can you tell me why I've been coming to Grace for three years and I've heard uh, less religious talks, seen less religious things, and practiced res- less religion than I've ever practiced, but I'm closer to Jesus. Hmm. And I'm like, and I, I looked at him and go, welcome to Grace Church. Yeah. Because we're going to, we want to amplify Christ and amplify who he is and what he's like. It's not to say that we don't respect the apostles and and we don't respect the word of God that God uh, spoke through them and the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit inspired. We don't worship them, and we don't worship Mary. We don't worship Joseph. We don't worship the cross. We don't worship the Bible, mm. um, and we don't worship other imageries, other flags, and and those kind of things. So it's part of it's part of just us keeping Jesus. With, uh, our our Norton campus pastor Dan Gregory always says we shine the lights bright on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to do. Sometimes the cross is the way that we do that, and so we will we will put a cross out. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes an image is the it it puts our mind. Sometimes music, mm-hmm. you know, etc. So it's not that we're opposed to images or symbols. Um, we would never allow that to be embedded in another person, like Mary, Paul, Peter. But sometimes images, what Christ did on the cross, etc. But that's why that stuff isn't around us all the time. It would be a, it would be our conviction that the Bible holds authority and that Jesus is the focal point of everything, um, and so we don't we don't mix it up. But when you rock around the building, you see beauty mm-hmm. everywhere. Sometimes you'll see art. Uh, you'll see people. And then just it's just a little thing. Like next time you're in the auditorium, look look around a little bit, and what you'll see is you're actually surrounded by images of the cross. They're just subtle. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the more potentially subtle things is our church logo is everywhere, and it's the cross. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, like and and you just almost forget, and that's kind of to the point. You almost forget that it's a cross because you're so used to seeing it, and that's what you're saying. Like the more that that stuff is always there, always right in front of you, you almost forget the luster and the meaning of what that's actually representing. Yeah. I, I, somebody one time asked me, why don't we have a cross on the outside of our building? Mm. Um, and that's just an architectural... Per- we have we have them on some of our other buildings. Mm-hmm, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a... It's, it's no big statement. But I said to them, I said, well, why is it important to you? Goes, so it's identified as uh, a Christian church. And I said, the, the people have to identify it. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the symbol; it's the changed lives. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in our community wonders if we're a Christ-centered church, no. you know. So it it's that kind of stuff. Now, now I don't think it's a sin to have a cross. Of course not. You know, I don't I don't think it's a sin to have the nativity set up or something like that. I do think we should not pray or worship mm-hmm. those images, and the Bible specifically says that we are not to worship any image. Mm-hmm. Uh, we worship only Christ himself. That's really good. I, I think um, one of the reasons we pulled these questions together is uh, now our listeners probably see why they're related. Um, it's It can be important to 
question why you do the things that you do. Um, none of us want to go through Christian disciplines, Christian actions, or behavior just because. Uh, I don't ever want to get in the place with my friends, my family, wherever, where I'm just doing things just because we've always done it. Yeah. I want I want connectedness. I want relationship. I want meaning. I want depth. I want a place to belong. And those are the same things that Jesus is inviting us into on a supernatural level. And so uh, we should encourage one another not to get stuck in those routines, to get stuck in those ruts. Um, and sometimes that involves certain habits or certain imagery to keep things fresh. Yep. Well, I hope this has been helpful for our three listeners that submitted these different questions. Uh, if you have other questions about different topics, or maybe it's even along these lines, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if we can help you take any unique next steps, or maybe you need to dive into some of this a little bit deeper, you can always reach out and let us know. We would love to engage you and interact. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a group of people to uh, engage things with on the weekend that, you know, pull together the, as meaningful communion services as they possibly can and that has <laughs> subtle imagery of the cross around and, and the rest, um, you can always check us out here at Grace as we pursue Jesus together. Thank you so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.